we're just we're going with uh, bar tunes. That's the playlist. It just came up with a, a lot of different genres, a lot of different eras. Counting Crows is leading the Audible off. He's Tim Strachan. What's up? He's Kevin Ricca. Hello. We um, are also joined by our very own Peach Weddy, Matt the Real Deal Seal, who is... Uh, he's always lurking. He's always, well, lurking is a tough way to say <laughs> I would just say he's <laughs> always... Summer, he's nice. always around. He's, he's, he's always being a teammate. I meant that in a oh, of course, positive of course. sense. Yeah, you blew it. You blew uh, it. And tonight is our... Tonight we are going to just shoot it with a good good buddy of ours, a uh, member of Hogshaven and a uh, friend of the show, Chris Hess, otherwise known as I Hate Dallas. Chris, how's it going, buddy? Doing well this evening, gentlemen. Now we had we had a premature jorts update prior to going live, and uh, I, I said, you know what? Hold on to that. Put a pin in that, Chris, because that's that's show worthy. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we can circle back to the jorts. Well, we are circling back to them. A circle jorts? Are you are you referring to our circle jorts? <laughs> yeah, Chris, I mean, come on, man. Help us out. Help us help you in this instance. That, is, <laughs> that didn't help either, That was our first audible circle jorts. Save us from circle Ken, basically, is what I'm saying. Circle jorts to help us help you? No, help us. <laughs> help him save everybody from, Ke- from Ken's... Creepiness. Listen, we're going to move past this, guys. <laughs> we're going to move past it. We had, we, we're not going to review the game because it was a preseason game. We all watched it. It became terrible, like all preseason games do, even though some awesome stuff happened that made us feel good on an August night. Um, Chris, where did you watch the game? Uh, at my house. They don't call him the best color man and, in the business for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. But really, I, I fell asleep in the third quarter. It was like it just became unwatchable. You know, I, I watched Colt McCoy throw it around, and it was weird that why did they? You know, I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Kirk or seeing something, and then yeah. like five minutes before the game started, they're like, "Oh, well, pretty much the whole first team offense and." half the defense is going to sit. And so I I watched the first half. And honestly, I thought, you know, and and I don't think really anybody's talking about this, but, I mean, I know it was just half of, like, the first-team defense, maybe even not all of it. But through the first two games, the first-team defenses looked really, really good. And I think that kind of is getting overshadowed, overshadowed by the fact that, you know, Nobody thinks we have any running backs, and we're talking about Pierre Thomas and whoever else we can scrape up off the street. But the defense has looked awesome, man. It has looked good. This is Tim. I I, I agree with you, but we all. I kind of take a step back. It's preseason, like you said. You fell asleep during the third quarter. I mean, it's. I don't think you can take a whole lot from it. I don't think offenses are really showing a lot. Yes, they've they've played well. Um, but I'm with you. It's 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 right now. It's I'm still kind of sleepy about all this stuff. It's it's really not the the prime time. You know, guys, w- fans like to see what Kirk can do. F- you know, go out there and see him throw it around a little bit. The, the coaches, you know, the front office, they know what these guys can do. That's why they got the time off. I think the third game is going to be the one where they really use it as a a practice. You know, a, a get ready for a game like situation. At least for the first half. Uh, up till now, it has been kind of sleepy. Well, 
That's funny that you say that because two weeks ago we had quite an argument about the offensive line and the inadequacies. Oh, I, I still think the there's ball. problems. And I was like, hold on, I hold think on. There are problems with the running so game. We, I thought we ran the hell out of the ball in that first half. With our, I mean, we we were getting five and six yards a clip. I thought a run game looked great. I couldn't wait to call you and call you out on Why the fact you? that we hate. I because I hate the preseason. I mean, unless we could get Ryan Lochte to do color or play by play for us, there'd be no reason for me to watch. But it's the inner struggle. The inner struggle. And I'm sure you get it too, Chris, and everyone at this table gets it. We feel this necessary responsibility to watch it because it's ours. Absolutely. And then you watch it and you want to punch yourself in the face and you just keep watching because you feel. I'm glad you fell asleep, Chris. I forced myself to keep on watching. You just don't want to miss that one thing. Then the guy goes, hey, did you see that last night? And he knows you're a diehard fan. You're like, no, I missed it. Uh, (laughs) I hate that struggle. And it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I went back and watched – the highlights from the rest of the game, which which is really sad when you're like actively looking for of course. online highlights of the preseason <laughs> game. It's tormenting. And I saw that I saw that Nate Sudfeld threw a some heroic touchdown pass to, to end the game. No, I take a lot of um, stock in that. It was fun. That was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was huge. It was fun to watch. It was huge. I I get off on preseason. Preseasons where you get to watch these guys, the the, the guys that we're complaining. I don't say we're complaining about, but um, you know, half of our stars are sitting. So if you think about when we have sucked out loud over the last however many years, our preseasons have about been about getting guys like uh, you know Danny Warfel ready to go, or um, uh, you know, or you know Albert Connell or Anthony Armstrong guys. That we loved, but they those those were our frontline guys. We had a whole era of frontline guys who we who were just about ready to say would would be almost all of them to a man backups on a roster, you know, built by McLovin. And I love I love the logic involved in uh, making them play, uh, you know, right now and giving the Kirk Cousins and the Trent Williams and those guys the, the night off. Um, but you know, if Rashad Ross becomes a, a a serviceable like number three receiver out of out of nothing, like you you can point to this preseason as the, the turning point um, for him because he could, he made plays, you know, last year in, in spots he scored touchdowns and for him to have meaningful reps in this preseason is it, huge. I know I, I know it's been a broken record, but Kendall Reyes had his name called out a bunch in the first quarter, um, or not? He, we had three plays in the first quarter um, in the first half. Uh, he was getting after it, and, you know. A guy like him, it's these, it's the this level of guys. This is the this is the first time when we can really appreciate the development of this level of guys because we don't have to count on them the way we've had to count on this level of guys in the past. I can see that. I think the only guys that I'm, I'm, you know, I think in in everybody's harping on this right now, but it's the running backs, you know, is because. One of the guys who, if if you said two or three months ago, is possibly going to be a starter against the Steelers, I mean, it would be almost absurd. And in my opinion, I I think Robert Kelly is going to be the week one starter against Pittsburgh. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that I think he's just a, a good running back. But the other part is, you know, I'm just not sure if – Matt Jones will be ready. And, I mean, if if he's had a fumbling issue and his injury is on the shoulder, and apparently that's a pretty painful thing, then, yep. I mean, yep. I don't know if I want, you know, Ryan Shazier and all those other dudes 
teeing off on them, knowing that that's, you know, that's the sweet spot for Matt Jones right now. So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested to see how, how that plays out against Buffalo because I would assume Robert Kelly gets, what, the, the first snaps, the first team snaps with the, the offense. Yeah, they, uh, Matt Jones is officially out for the rest of the preseason. Um, that's definitely official. You know, optimism is the optimism is that he, you know, he, he's rested and ready to play in week one. But we have no guarantee on that at this point in time. If Robert Kelly has the edge, to, if he wakes up this morning with the edge, he has to get first string carries. Uh, whoever we think is going to be our starter on week one has to get. If Matt Jones isn't the guy, he's going to be the guy starting. That's going to. I, I guess I'm declaring a winner in the second string running back. Uh, race whoever starts this game that's who they think our second stream, second stream guy is going to be i think it's rob kelly whoever, whoever I, I do too i think it's rob kelly first. as well yeah chris whoever takes the first whoever starts the game as running back this week for the redskins i think that's who we can expect to start game one if jones can't go yeah well first oh, half oh, first sure. half week three this is the showcase showdown mm-hmm. of the preseason it's all we get this is the first two quarters game three I absolutely agree. I think it is Rob Kelly. I can't wait to turn on the radio and listen to Sonny and Sam try and figure out the difference between Rob Kelly, Keith Marshall, and Matt Jones with the dreadlocks pouring down after about four or five bourbons. Lest you guys forget, lest you guys forget, I still think that a running back who's going to contribute a lot this season probably isn't even on the roster right now. It may be added right before that first game. A Pierre Thomas, somebody like that. I still think that that's a viable option in particular – now with the injury to Jones. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be an option, but we got to wait till the season starts to sign him to the non-guaranteed. So let's see what these young bucks got. And you know what? No, that's what pretty, they're doing. They look pretty good, man. They look, they, people were talking about pretty, on the radio today. It's still, that, that still is a very high probable sure. situation. I, I obviously think... I, go ahead, Chris. Well, I, was to say, I mean, not, not to bring it up, but it... I wanted to go in my bathroom and drink toilet bowl cleaner when I'm watching Alfred Morris. Just I, he looks like the second coming of Emmett Smith. I still haven't seen. Uh, Doesn't he look? He looks all svelte and quick too. Oh. Oh my God! It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I mean, it would have cost what you know uh, a freaking couple coupons to Burger King to keep him on the roster. And it, just, uh, it makes no sense. I hate it. It gives me chest pains just, just watching that him run all over the Dolphins like that. Yeah. We got to believe that I mean, the people who are making these decisions know more about it than we do. Well, that's Again, fair, Again, it's preseason. That's fair, T. He's yeah. running behind a ridiculous line. I'm giving I'm – giving, I've not been the guy who's given the organization the benefit of the doubt because there was no way in hell I was giving Vinny Serrato the benefit of the doubt. And as a talent evaluator, I don't think anyone believes Bruce Allen. I wouldn't have said that 10, oh, 5. Uh, yeah. Even you know four years ago, I wouldn't have said that. I I think I agree with you. As and Chris, I love Alfred Morris or loved Alfred Morris as a Redskin. I think that um, I think that he he just didn't fit exactly what they wanted, and they were willing to to take a chance on 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 using that money somewhere else, and it could absolutely backfire on him um, because if you don't have any bodies at all, obviously he's better than no one. But if you truly don't believe that he can do exactly what you want your running back to do, then you, then you have to let him go. There was two screen passes that kind of exposed Alfred as good as he looked. And you remembered that he wasn't great at catching the ball for us. And it reminded me, though, at the end of the year, and I don't know if it was health or whatever it may have been, Pierre Thomas getting the ball handed off to him looked way more explosive 
and more comfortable within the offense than our guy, a guy who I love. I mean, not just personally yeah, as a great did. guy. I loved him as a football player. But, and I kind of went, wow. And I hope it was injuries, but I remember thinking maybe he's not the best fit for this. But that's easy to say after one or two weeks. Yeah. Pierre took over the amount of carries from him on his way out the door. I think you bring up a good point, too, pass catching. I think it's very important to Jay Gruden to have a running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield because they are, they are going to be a pass-first team. There's no doubt about it. And you need a guy to have that weapon. And I don't think Alfred really fit that mold. It just wasn't uh, – he didn't fit Jay's he's – he's a very good back. Yep. But he's gone. So, Chris, what can you do? And, and, but I, I, I thought, you know, it, and, we, and, and, of course, this is a hindsight 2020 thing. When you say hindsight, you're always talking about, you're always talking about stuff in the hind area, Chris Hess. I, you know, it's just, well, for one, number one, Alfred Morris – has a good running back ass. There's a lot of power in those legs. Shouldn't have cut him. I mean, any talent evaluator can see that first off. But that aside. Certainly like cheek worthy. So, so if, if they were going to develop Matt Jones, I mean, even if they, if, you know, you can tell last year that they wanted to kind of push it towards him, which is fine. But if they're going to do that, you know, the, the guy you had behind Matt Jones is a guy you drafted who I think before he even came to the NFL had a broken back and an ACL injury. Yep. And he weighs 180 pounds soaking wet. So the cupboard was already a little bare. At worst, you keep a guy like Alfred on the team, and you always know, no matter what, he's going to be there. So when something like this happens, you know you can say, all right, Alfred, for the next two or three games, we're going to give it to you 20 times. And what you get? you know, 80 to 100 yards and a touchdown out of it every game. It just it, it seemed to make a lot of sense to me to keep him on the roster for as cheap as he was going to be. It's not like the dude was asking for a Le'Veon Bell No, two years, so, $4 million, I think. It was, that was, I mean, he got pennies. He got I mean, peanuts. In, in the NFL, that's yeah, that's, that's that's minimum wage in the NFL. Yeah. So it was minimum wage. It was a little bit more than that, but the but but was it, eight? it wasn't. Yeah, it was like it was two, like it was two year deal for eight something like that. It was like four. It was like a Perry Riley deal, yeah. um, Perry Perry right. Riley contract. But 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 Chris, the only thing about that is when they had to make that decision at the beginning of free agency, are are the holes on our roster um, that needed money, you know, thrown at it, you know, defensive line, uh, secondary. I mean, Josh Norman wasn't even. You know, thankfully, Josh Norman wasn't available at that time. It wasn't like we picked Josh Norman over Alfred Morris. But the smart, the smart play was to take that salary cap space and dedicate it elsewhere. And not signing Alfred Morris absolutely helped us sign Josh Norman. When the opportunity came, we were well positioned because we made a decision at the running back position um, that, that didn't include Alfred Morris, and we didn't put money you know we didn't put money into them just because as an as an insurance policy you know if you're gonna have an insurance policy at running back you're better off with a six rounder uh you know 22 year old who's who's played you know played played you know louisiana tech or some school like that where he banged out four thousand plus yards over four years has a little experience doesn't mind getting banged around that's the guy you you know you pay four hundred grand a year for and, and to sit on your sidelines. Yeah, we're well aware the league is trending in this in, in this you know towards the being more frugal at this position specifically and with especially our roster uh, and and having Gruden as the coach. You know McLovin doesn't have that Frank Gore 
who he had that tight relationship with, who he could call on year after year. You know, they had beast mode up in Seattle. He didn't have to worry about it. I don't know where this Frank Gore is going to come from within this offense. Well, well, do you take any uh, credence to the fact that uh, McLovin may be looking far enough ahead in the future that the running back heavy draft of next year is where he's going to get his Frank Gore or, now, I don't or know if, his maybe. beast mode? Because it's it's maybe. a huge it's a huge running back draft next year. But I also like what Chris is saying. Uh, McLovin might be sitting on that sidelines going, you know, that, that Rob Kelly, he ain't just impressing those guys in the basement and uh, up in outside D.C. They're not just impressing the good old boy sitting at the bar down talking to Gino at Devines. That guy might have something to him. And, you know, let's bring Keith Martian along. You know, he's coming at a different pace, but, you know, we've only got a, a month of him. Let's see what he's got in the tank. The well, guy I, can fly. And I think there's something to that. I mean, you know, I, McLovin's proved that, you know, he, he's picked guys up off the street. Yes, sir. Um, you know, DBs were going down left and right last year, and he picks up Will Blackman from out of nowhere. Who what a pickup. Had a couple interceptions. I mean, he played he played great ball for somebody just coming off the street. I had so no faith in him, Chris. No faith in him, and he was just a, just a treat. He was. He was. And now he's, you know, it looks like he's probably going to be a, a backup free safety at worst on the team. So, you know, if if McLovin pulls one out, he, you know, he may just be sitting in his office right now grinning while, you know, the collective Redskins internet is just freaking out because, you know, we, we all just assume that Matt Jones is going to average 2.5 yards a carry and the running game is just going to go nowhere. But, you know, in reality, this Rob Kelly dude may, may be a beast. Keith Marshall may. I mean, Matt Jones they have a, a thousand plus yard season. I mean, we just, we won't know until they get out there and start playing. So Chris, tell me um, something you've been uh, arguing with someone about on Hogshaven this, the last few days. Did you get into it with anybody on the five o'clock club or uh, any of the daily stuff? Or is it mostly uh, well, just running back stuff? I, it, oh, it's, it's been all running back stuff. Uh, I think it goes to a philosophy where, you know, and, and this is probably the last thing I'll say about Alfred Morris, but, you know. <laughs> I doubt it. And, and, <laughs> probably not. I don't think I'll ever get over that. You know, I'm, I'm definitely an Alfred Morris stan. So, um, but, you know, they, they kind of have this philosophy that Jay Gruden seems to want a running back who catches first. Like, that is the, you know, most important part of the job description. But, for me, a running back running the ball, just grabbing it right from the quarterback's hands and getting four yards, I, I think is the most important part of that job. And, um, you know, it, it's when they don't have a running back who can do that consistently, I mean, we saw what happened last year. And maybe that was part O-line, just not gelling well or, or what. But, you know, I, I think having a running back who can actually just pound the ball I mean, I just don't think catching is super important for a running back. I mean, yeah, it's nice little icing on the cake, but I don't think it's the the end all be all. All right, so you've been so running back has been. I, I agree with you. That's been what people have been been arguing about the, for the most part. Um, let's take us in a, in a new direction to uh, before because we can't let you go without talking to you about our 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 plan, our idea at least for how for one of the things we're going to do throughout the season. Um, are you a Game of Thrones guy? Talking, uh, Walking Dead, um, Real Real Housewives so, of New Jersey. 
<laughs> well, actually, I was I was big into Jersey Shore okay. when, when that was a thing. Like <laughs> I believe know, I believe that ago. I believe that. Uh, well, see, I, I don't have HBO. You know, I, I have my antenna on top of my house that uh, Skins New Jersey always likes to make fun of, <laughs> even though the clarity is great. It is great. And, you know, I get I get like 20 channels for free, so really he's the one who's a clown for paying whatever he does for DirecTV. Take that, but Greg. No, watch, uh, Take that, Greg. That's Kids New Jersey, Greg. Yeah, Greg. The Gaul. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't get JTL out of my hands. Just jorts, tanning, and laundry. I love it, brother. <laughs> JTL. But, but no, I've, I've actually never seen Game of Thrones. What uh, about Walking I, Dead? I, I, oh, see, now, now I watch The Walking Dead, but I'm a season behind because I watch it on Netflix. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a season behind. So are you? So fin- what, what's your idea for? Well, so the phenomenon of these like shows about the shows. So Walking Dead plays on TV, and then immediately after they have Talking Dead, right? Um, right. It's, it's like the shows that cover the shows. Uh, Bra- I know Bravo does does the shit out of those kinds of shows, as T accurately pointed no, out. No, no, no. That's, that's because I realize Ken watches those shows. I've not. I don't watch. I I'm trying to think of a show on Bravo that I've watched. Wait a second. Is this is this something that really happens? Like, is there really a show where? Yes. It's, it's a show where people. Yeah, there's talk, a, there's like talk about a show. It's a show that talks about the shows. It talks. Yeah. It's a show about the show. It's crazy. As I, opposed to when people usually just talk to each other, you know, like at work, <laughs> maybe around the water cooler, maybe so on the like, bus. <laughs> when we used to talk yeah, about people, the show. Now people are so lazy they watch. They watch other people talk about the shows for them. That's right, and they advance like they advance like plot theories <laughs> and character conspiracies, and they just—it's like a whole yeah. subculture. Every each of these individual shows are like subcultures dedicated to. You know, like nothing but that show. So, are so wait a second. Are yeah, the people who are on these shows? Yeah. Are these people who are like, are, are these writers for the shows? Or are these just no? So it's just a show. It's hosted by you know uh, Chris Hardwick, the comedian. Uh, he does um, the what does he do the, the the last midnight show on Comedy Central? Who wins the internet uh, every night? Um, he, he hosts it, so he'll and he'll have like guests. He'll have a couch with. You know the the lead character, the the director, and then some other random celebrity who's also a big fan. A of the fan, show. right? Yeah, and they'll all just talk about it. Like we'd like to have Dale Earnhardt Jr. and KD come on, and we'll have exactly. a show about and the Wale. show, right? And Wale, let's go. Right. And then we just sit around and be God, like, God, "Oh my God. God, did you just did you see did you see what he did? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. What do you think that meant?" And so it'll be that style of coverage. And I'm not doing the best job of selling it. This and this is early planning meetings, but. A show covering the t- Redskins TV. I mean, the, the Redskins as a season of television. So, so obviously you have to Plot watch it. lines, main characters, who's you know. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's you know, that's that's all it is 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 uh, a long running soap opera. It's just drama. Exactly. Who who gets signed and who's you know going to be the the next guy up and ooh, I've I've got a uh, an idea for one. Spencer Long. Mm, Will he beat Corey as the starting center for week one? See, dun, I think he will. Dun, dun. Okay, wait, you think he will? <laughs> you think he will? Hot take. Well, just my observation, and I also saw on uh, Twitter that Charlie Cashley thought the same thing, but the, the line just moves better. Running the ball. Well, he's when bigger. He's, he's bigger and stronger. And well, who's left guard? Who's right? right? I'm sorry. Who's left guard? Sean Lovell, Luva, whatever yeah. you say his name. Um, I think it's interesting that you say that because the healthier Luval, 
How we, what I do don't we, know. Let's all agree. What are we gonna? Let's just say. How, what are we gonna say from here on out? I, I say Laval. I've, I've Laval? heard it a couple ways. But That's I'm what I say, but I don't know why. I'll say Laval. I don't care. I'll, I just want to say it the same way all the time. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. So we'll say Laval. It's Laval. It sounds. He sounds like a character in a Italian like rom com. Maybe a, maybe he's like the gay roommate of. Like the main character in in this this movie that Chris is telling me about. Chris, uh, pitch this movie to me uh, again. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he he's playing he's playing left guard. The healthier he gets, the more the coaches the coaches like him. He seem I think John Kime even said he thinks that Laval is going to end up as a, as the starting left guard, which means probably Long's best chance at a starting spot on this team is at center. Um, I didn't think he looked bad the other night. I thought uh, Austin Reeder got tossed around. It's a dog and pony show with him. He did not look good. It's I don't just even a matter of numbers for him to fill in reps. Yeah, people that. But is Long him... better than Lichtensteiger? If that's if that's a question that we're asking, that's that's a good problem to have. Because a couple well, weeks ago we would have said no. The problem. And I think the problem with Corey is, you know, everybody goes to, well, he's, you know, he knows how to make the line calls and and he's a good snapper and gets the guys situated. And that's great. But, you know, I think Kirk in his development right now can probably handle protection calls. And, you know, it's it's one thing to point at a defensive lineman and say, okay, that guy's coming into my gap. But if you literally can't physically stop it, what good is it? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, you, I I can point out a blitzer on the television, but I'm not going to have any luck blocking them. I'll get murdered. You it, know, and it, that's kind of how I feel about Corey. It's my biggest pet peeve, Chris, when everyone's like, hey, you know, he's really good at pointing out the – well. They're professionals. This is their job. Yeah. Uh, they better be. Whoever the hell's playing that position better be damn good at it. It's like saying, you know, she doesn't sweat much for a fat girl. I mean, you know what? That's not exactly the first thing you want to hear about your buddy setting you up on a blind date. No. You know, that's not exactly the first thing you want to hear about your starting offensive lineman center for the Washington Redskins. If that's what you got to hear, right. that, that, that's telling us something, isn't it? It is telling us something. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's it, I, I hate seeing it because it's, you know, it's, He's the Reed Dowdy of, of centers, man. Like, he is the Reed Dowdy of centers. He's just going to be there, and, and we know what's going to happen. The <laughs> second he gets matched up with, with some huge no, – like, who, who even plays nose tackle for the Steelers? I, I mean, they're still running the 3-4, right? Oh, yeah. It's probably somebody oh, yeah. who's, who's good, I'm sure. And, like, you just know that at certain points during the game, if Corey's in there, like, dude is getting blown up and running plays – a lot of times are just getting stopped in their tracks because he's 50 feet in the backfield tripping on Matt Jones. Right, with a whistle in his mouth directing traffic from, from his back. <laughs> Daniel, right, right. Daniel McCullers, he's 6'7", 350 pounds, pounds heavier. Right, I knew he was going to be 50 pounds heavier. Oh, at least 50 pounds. Oh, um, yeah, he looks oh, pretty God. good. And, and then we got to play the, 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 the fat dude from the Jets that the Giants signed in the offseason and Oh, it just, just it, it, it gives me heart palpitations just just thinking about that. So I would rather have a guy out there who maybe doesn't have the the protection call smarts, or you know, isn't as great at pointing at a linebacker for <laughs> some obscure reason. As long as he can sit there and like push people back 
or prevent them from getting to Kirk Cousins, then go for it. You know, and the coaches have to see that at some point. You, you would imagine. I think that happens uh, once the season starts. I think it's uh, you know for the coaching staff, it's the old Mike Tyson line. You know, everyone has a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I think uh, once once we get punched in the mouth once or twice, and this run game stalls. I, I, I see no problem with them making that move then. I don't think they do that now, this week, but, man, I feel it coming after uh, Ken just read off that dimensions of the uh, nose tackle that you said. Six, was gonna be, six yeah, seven, three fifty. Yeah, on Monday night. That's Good. not even – that yeah. should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean my, my, my best hope for that situation is that he's kind of like Terrence Knighton was last year and we can just, you know, run some hurry up at him for three plays and – He'll immediately have to be flown to a hospital for oxygen or something because yeah. that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I I think I still think that all this talk has given me. I'm probably the most reserved. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Of the three of us, at least about the expectations of this team. And I think when we're still talking about these types of decisions and who's going to do what, and you know, this guy may be a little bit better. That gives me a lot of caution. It gives me a lot of caution. This team's not ready to take the next step. It's still where it is maybe at the end of last season, but I don't know if we're taking a big step. I think that these, are the, deci- these are the questions. Grump. It's not about being a super grump. It's I know, about but, trying to be I know but it makes me laugh to say I that. I mean, I want to be a fan, and I want to say we're going to win a Super Bowl ha- You're allowed to be super but grump. I'm allowed why, to sing it. That's why these things give me some pause. Yeah, but if They give you, me pause. If everyone has these things is all we're saying. If we start where we left off last you're season, right. You're right. we're better than a 9-17. and I think we're right there. We could regress a game. We could. <laughs> Why is that well, so funny? Because well, you're right. I, think I like. No, I'm not. Regressing dis- a game from last year I, I, is not making I'm not a playoffs. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I don't think your opinion is wrong at all. I just it makes me laugh because it's always your opinion. <laughs> you're, you're, you are. This is your role. I'm our, the most we, positive. We, about, I know, well, maybe we are Ken. certainly. Ken might be the most positive person I've ever heard in my entire true. life. But and I'm very optimistic. When it revolves around the Redskins, okay, but you are super grumpy. I think right a very now. optimistic <laughs> approach to life, but uh, I guess when it comes to the Redskins, I, I want my two dollars. I feel like you just not everybody makes it to the Super Bowl. You got to be tempered, and I think that when we're talking about these types of questions this close to the start of the season, it, 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 it gives me a lot of pause. We're seven and three, seven and three coming down the stretch last year. Um, with offense playing at a, at a super high level, super high level. I mean, you can say it was it the you know. Minnesota, what, 98 no. Vikings? No. Was it the no. Brady to Moss? No. But super high-level offense, and we were making it work on a defense that does not have the kind of talent it has right now. It has a ton more talent. In my opinion, the teams that are playing comfortable in the preseason, letting their starters get a couple, you know, a series or two out, playing comfortably, doesn't have to win games or anything like that, they're the ones that are not just playoff contenders. They're the ones that are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. They know they're going to the playoffs. We're not there. Oh, we're going to the playoffs. We're not there. We're, we're, we're not. Going no, no, I'm, I'm saying I, there's not that comfortability right now. Am I right, there. Chris? We're there. Are you comfortable? Well, I, I oh, yeah, I'm comfortable, but I, I, I think the, no matter what, we're going to find something to to argue or nitpick about about this team. That, that's, that's what we do. We're fans, and I guarantee if we went to I don't spend a lot of time looking at them, but if you went to the Seahawks, you know, SB Nation site or the Steelers, they're probably having these same arguments. They probably have positions where they're like, this isn't shored up. We need a solution here. 
it'll come back to bite us. And they're probably arguing over, you know, this guy or that guy. Should this guy start at defensive end or what? These are good problems to have because in the past it was, you know, who's our starting quarterback going to be a week before the season starts? Or, you know, is this coach We're better than that through the first? Right, right. And so, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good problem to have. I mean, Corey. Corey is serviceable. I mean, we've seen it. Hell, last year we won the division title. Title for the for what eighty five ninety percent of the season. Joshua Rebus was our starting center, so we can make it work. You know, yeah. it's a good problem to have. And Joshua Rebus, I mean, he may not even make the team this year, but he was one of our offensive linemen last year. We made it through the season, so it's it's not like if. <laughs> you know, we, we're not sure who the center is going into 2016 that the season is, is doomed from the, from the jump. That's, that's another charming explanation of the talent level of our O-line. You know, Josh Rebus actually made it through the season last year. <laughs> that's, Did you know he made it through the season? <laughs> no, but, but getting back to what you just said about all these other, you know, the Seattle Seahawks SB Nation, there is a T. Strachan cautioning a Ken Marangola or Kevin Ricca on all these websites about the same things. Oh. The beautiful part about football about making the playoffs. is it's going to unfold right in front of us here in a couple weeks. It's not about making the playoffs. To sink our teeth into They're that. making little small, you know, picnic picking about whether or not they can win the Super Bowl. I think we're making these little small Nick picky stuff about whether or not this is truly a playoff contender or not. Well, well, I think I, we're most know, definitely the, the a one team. Contender. I think we're the defending NFC's champions, and we've certainly improved our roster depth-wise and improved our talent. I don't see how you could. I think I'm just setting myself up for when and if they do, I can just I can be even more excited than you guys. Not possible. The payoff. We're inv- <laughs> we're we're more invested. Our payoff is great. We, we own more Facebook than you do. We're like the guys who no, I, I doubt it. In Facebook, and then been brought to you know. Exhilaration. I have a longer way to go. <laughs> I've dealt with this my, my whole life with my father, and you're aware of this. So just, I've combated this I mean, for 40 years. I've, I've got skills. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I know it, I know it's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, so if I'm wrong, I'm still happy, and you guys win both ways. Yeah, <laughs> either you were right or you're happy. You've set yourself up for success. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to be crushed. <laughs> well, isn't that the goal of every Circle George segment <laughs> on the Audible? For everyone to there you go. be satisfied? <laughs> I mean, and we've come full circle in the Circle George segment. Uh, Chris. Uh, and it feels great. And it feels great. <laughs> I, think, I think, Chris, I think you make an, a natural couch guy for our, for our uh, I don't even know, whatever we're going to call it, working title, Circle George. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we can work on that one. But we're working on it. We're working on it. I will not be it. a part of it if it's that. <laughs> we can... We can make that a recurring piece because I have a lot of thoughts on George. Like, <laughs> I know you, know, you number do. One, are you going to? Well, we'll see. You know, I was thinking about this earlier today because, you know, jeans as I've gotten older have gotten tighter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, <laughs> Only the 34s for some. that the 34s I wear now, like, didn't seem they're, they're tight in the package, they're tight around the legs. It doesn't make sense. Back in middle school, I had the Jinkos. And when you make, uh, Jorts out of those, you really got a lot of breathing room. Mm-hmm. But the jorts you wear now, they're really tight in the size, man. They're good for running, but uh, but they make you sweat a lot. <laughs> they're great for running. Also, also good for cutting the grass. Cutting the grass, and running. Sure, well, I have one pair of jorts. <laughs> I cut grass in them. Right. 
you got to have. I actually cut the grass the other day in my Crocs, and uh, <laughs> it, it left my toes, like, stained green. I guess yeah. grass was, like, getting in the holes or something, man. So it was, it was a hot mess. It was a, you know, this is our, it's George and Crocs. It's George and Crocs time when Chris Hess is on the show. And we always appreciate your time. Um, ho- hopefully you'll uh, come back and talk to us uh, most days. Is that cool? That would be fantastic. Good stuff. Definitely. All right, man. He is Chris Hess, otherwise known as I Hate Dallas. Thank you, brother. You can find him uh, yeah, gentlemen. on the comment sections. And he, he, he'll be uh, maybe doing some hating with hate. Hopefully coming up here soon, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah, that yeah, I've, I've 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 been working on some some Pittsburgh jokes. Um, I actually have my my in laws are coming into town. Um, they live about 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, and so we go up there every year to visit them. So I've got like some real firsthand Pittsburgh jabs, and so that's I've got some good stuff brewing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well. We're looking. We're all looking forward to that. And if you want to, you know, focus group any of that stuff or, or workshop it on the Audible, we're always uh, we're always ready to serve that purpose. Um, for uh, T. Strachan and Kevin Rucka, I'm Ken Marangolo, uh, and we like to uh, also say thank you to all the Five O'clock Club folks who uh, and the Six Pack of the Mondays folks who give us uh, good ideas. Kevin thank Rucka. you all. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Big smile, Kevin Rucka's face. All right, good night, guys. <laughs> good night. <laughs>